Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock hours are open home hour. Open to you, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. Three ways you can get in touch with the broadcast in real time. Call one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. We'll get you on the air if you've got a good phone connection. Option number two is text 411923. You can get your questions submitted that way. Or if you'd like to send a picture or a short video to help describe the project or what you're looking for, you can send that by email to info at rosieonthehouse.com. This is your hour, Arizona, whatever you're working around, working on around your home, castle, or cabin. And if you want to get in, call early because I've got so much material to cover here. We're going to have to find room to squeeze you in. one 767 I was wondering the other day, sitting on the back patio, uh, when I first started this program 34 years ago, the people that encouraged me to do it had another radio program in Atlanta. And they said, Rosie, it really is pretty easy. Um, you're, you're going to be answering the same 40 or 50 questions over and over and over again. They're just going to be asked different ways. But, Gary, I think we've answered all those 40 or 50 easy questions the last 30 years. Because the last two months have been a, a overwhelming number of very puzzling questions that I've never, I never even heard of people having these problems. Well, let, let's go back to the mystery sound that had a stump for what four Man, weeks? Yes, or something? yeah. I mean, that started a cavalcade of, 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 of dilemmas, and I, I think we've got five homeowners right now dealing with unidentified odors that we're trying to track down, becoming kind of like a Sherlock Holmes of odors. But I wanted to uh, dive in. Uh, to uh, what we talked about a little bit this hour as well as last week. We were talking about what we need to do to welcome new people to Arizona. And we talked about different steps you could take as a neighbor or a family member uh, of greeting and welcoming people. And a listener, Miss Carol, wrote me in and just kind of chided me a little bit and said, Rosie, you talked about all these great things to do with the newcomers, but you forgot to tell them save water <laughs> so so carol thank you for correcting me we will add that to our welcome newcomers to arizona list teach them to or encourage them to learn how to conserve water we're going to be live broadcast next saturday out at sanderson ford going to be having a real hoot and one of the things we're going to do is we are going to have the Citizens Police Academy alumni of Glendale there. And we've asked the president of the Citizens Police Academy alumni to join us this morning, Donna Duggins. Donna, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yes. Well, y'all, along with Sanderson Ford, have a special event scheduled next Saturday during our broadcast. Oh, we do. Uh, I, I am so excited about it. Um, it's called Safeguard Your Catalytic Converter. Well, What's in there that's so valuable that everybody wants to steal them? 
there's metal inside of the catalytic converter. So they take it, take it off of the car and try and take it someplace where they can get it melted so they can get the metal from the inside. And they're so expensive to replace. They're very expensive. Um, anywhere from, I'd say, 1500 oh. to $2,500 to get it replaced. Now, your catalytic converters don't have any ID on them. It, it's the exhaust system of your car. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have it, you're going to be making a lot of noise, and you're going to be pulled over by the cops. You will be pulled over. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. So what we're doing, um, and it's funny because um, I do have a poster, and I put it on Facebook, and somebody made a comment, and it's somebody I know said, my catalytic converter was stolen on Monday. So now she has no way of getting it back. And if they're stealing them, there's no way to find out where they go. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be engraving catalytic converters. Okay. With with some type of numbers or some something. Just like we used to brand the cattle. We're exactly. Gonna, we're going to put a brand on the catalytic converter, identify it, and register it. Exactly. And okay. that's only because that catalytic converter goes with that vehicle. Somebody asked me this morning, well, if if I have a car wreck, does that go with my other car? I go, no, a catalytic converter stays with that vehicle. Interesting. So you need to protect your vehicle. If you don't have the money, then what are you going to do? Now, how many engravers are you going to have out at Sanderson Ford next Saturday? How would, how would people participate in this uh, safety protocol? Well, we're taking um, reservations. Okay. The, it starts at 8 a.m. and goes until 2 p.m. I have two bays at Sanderson Ford. One is going to be for the engraving of the um, catalytic converter. And the other one, we're going to do etching on your windows. Okay. Because um, on the windows, they're going to have, you know, they put the VIN numbers on your windows. Catalytic converters, we're going to just do engraving. Okay. So um, you have to make reservations. Um, and calls have started coming in yesterday. And what number would they call? You know what? They have they have to call me. And okay. That, that number right. is 623-229-7713. Now, Donna, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if I'm the type of person that's going to steal your catalytic converter, uh, I'm going to have a particular tool. I'm going to slip under the back of your car. I'm going to basically cut the exhaust pipe, rip the catalytic converter off, and run down the street. This branding, this engraving, I get under there, and I see it's branded. It's really going to dissuade me from taking it. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, there was an incident, um, oh, about a month ago, where one of the guys took about five of them. Oh, really? But the cops got him. Okay, good. 
But the problem with that is you don't know whose catalytic converter it was. So how are you going to know if somebody, you know, you know five people lost their catalytic converter that night, but how are you going to know and identify that it's yours? You have no way of doing that. Well, we'll be bringing Jennifer's Expedition, our company transit, my uh, pickup truck. Romy, you're going to bring both your pickup trucks. We'll probably need to make an appointment so we can get it taken care of while we're there. Again, if somebody wanted to make an appointment, what number would they call? They're going to call 623-229-7713. And that comes directly to me. Don't call right now. Do you have your phone turned off? (laughs) My phone is turned (laughs) off right now. Okay, good. So wait till after the show. (laughs) This is next Saturday. Uh, We'll be broadcasting the Rosie on the House show live from Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue, south of Glendale. And the Glendale Police Academy alumni of Glendale will be branding your catalytic converters and windshields to make your car a much less desirable target. And I'm familiar with someone who had their catalytic converter stole, and that's only half the problem. The exactly. Getting the new one is like a three-month wait. It is, and, and you don't want that to happen. Yeah. You've got to stop it now. now. You know, it is a pandemic out there. It is. And it's, it's like anything else. You've got to find a way to stop it. Now, Donna, tell me what the Citizens Police Academy alumni of Glendale is. I'll be happy that's to. A, that's, a, that's a big title. It is, but you could just say CPOG. Okay, CPOG. <laughs> what is CPOG? CPOG is Citizen Police Academy alumni of Glendale. So what that means is all of us have gone through Citizens Police Academy at through Glendale. Okay. And it's a 12-week course. Okay. On Wednesday nights from 6 to 9 p.m. And we learn everything about uh, SWAT team, canines, detectives, accidents, the range. You get to go and uh, shoot at the range. Okay. And the exciting part is you get to drive the Tahoes in their... uh, they they go around once slow, yeah, and then they go around fast. Oh boy! And then when you're in the car, you go around slow, and then you go around fast. And when I went fast, when I came back, I didn't I didn't hit any cones. I looked at the guy said, "Can I go again?" He looked at me like I was crazy. He said, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yeah." So I went fast again. I never hit a cone. Very good. Now, is this a program that's available to the general public? Uh, you, you, y'all, y'all have this class on a regular basis. Is it once a year? Um, we're going to try and have it at least twice a year. Okay. We just finished a class recently. We have another class getting ready to start in August. Okay. Um, and we will have applications there next Saturday. Okay. If All people right. want to uh, sign up, you do not have to be a Glendale resident. Oh, interesting. We, okay. We welcome everybody. You do have to get fingerprinted through the city of Glendale. Okay. And you'll also get background check. All right. Well, Miss Donna, again, this is an event that's going on next Saturday at Sanderson Ford during the live broadcast of the Rosie on Now show. Y'all will be branding, engraving catalytic converters and windshields. Um, and there, there is a fee 
Correct. Yes, there is a fee. If you're if you want the catalytic converter done and the windows is ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay. If you just want the catalytic converter is sixty dollars. Or if you just want your window etched, it's $60. And that's made out to the 501c3? It is. Okay. All the profits come to us on Saturday. And what we do with the funds, it goes right back to the police department when they need something like the gain events and things like that that come up. And the phone number one more time to make an appointment to have your card done next Saturday. That phone number? 623-229-229. Seven seven one three, and we'll be posting that. Miss Donna, thank you so much for coming in and sharing it. Thank you, and we got um, face painting. Yes, we have face painting, and we have superheroes going to be there too. Awesome! All right, Sanders Ford next Saturday. You tell all your friends. We're here at Rosie on the House. In an effort to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we bring to you our building remodeling and maintenance experience, put it to work for you. We do have a little alert to give everybody. Those of you that are APS customers, um, many of you have become strong proponents of a concept we call supercooling. You are on a time of day purchase plan. APS is changing that. We're on peak power. You're charged more for your electricity between 3 and 8 o'clock weekdays in the afternoon. That's getting ready to change. You will only be charged at an increased rate from 4 to 7. So you are going to gain two more hours of low-cost electricity. Those of you that have been very smart and had a whole house energy management computer put on, uh, you're going to have to have that reprogrammed. Uh, But don't do it until you are sure APS has converted your home. This is going to be a process they're going to be doing over the next few months. You do not want to supercool in the wrong time frame or you will hate me (laughs) nobody hates rosie and that's not acceptable (laughs) no it's not that's not acceptable i'll tell you something that is acceptable and let me just say this by way of alert because aps is making this change there are energy auditors going door to door that are setting up fake energy audits that are out to scam you so if 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 you have an unsolicited whole house energy auditor knocking on your door do not participate in what they're offering to do they are about ready to fleece you okay so buyer beware i want to i want to just before we go to the caller we've got john uh, i want to just commend all the people that showed up to our party thursday night was it ever a lovely evening? I the, think we got one of the last coolish evenings. The setting was perfect, overlooking uh, Mesa from Fountain Hills. The restaurant was called the View Bistro Patio Setting. Uh, beautiful sunset. Live music. Live music. But best of all, wonderful people. 
wonderful people. It was a mask shredding party and everyone showed up. They respected our request that it not be a political party. We are just getting together to celebrate the fact the mandate has ended. That's all. We're not trying to make any other kind of statement at all. And just thank you to all the people that showed up. I mean, they came we, from we've got some Gold the, Canyon. They came. I from mean, they came from a surprise, long way. Carefree. They. Uh, we've anthem. got some of the sweetest people that listen to this program, and Lovely I just, people. I just loved getting to know all of them. And Heidi was a great hostess. Let's see if we can bring John in real quick to the conversation. He has a question about his air conditioning, and the line is open for you at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Long-time listener. My uh, problem is a brand-new house, brand-new air condition. I've turned it on a couple of times just to make sure that it it works well, and it does. All right. But uh, when I have it off, I mean completely off, the air condition is completely off. Uh, When I walk by the the air air duct where it it draws the air up to the, I guess, to the, and also I have an attic. Okay, and it's it just makes a, a little noise that like it's uh, drawing air, but uh, my air conditioner is completely off. I go outside to see if the uh, fan is working on the outside air conditioner, and it's uh, it's not. It's completely off, but still okay. I hear air coming from the. And John, does it do that constantly? Most air conditioners, once the condenser and the compressor turn off, the fan will keep blowing for a few minutes. To, to to harvest all of that cool that's sitting on the coils and not let it go to waste. That's a part of the high energy rating the new air conditioners have is they stay on for a few minutes after everything else shuts off. So that's what I'm going to tell you probably is the case. Now, if it's making noise constantly, forever, all the time, then we've got to get the technician out there. You said it was a new system. It's certainly still under warranty and make sure the fan isn't in the manual mode running constantly. When we get back, it's more about your house and your home. Feel free to call us at one 767 4348 The calls are coming in, but there is one open line if you'd like to jump on. is Sanderson Ford Country. Had someone from out of town pull into the office yesterday. Had to squeeze his truck in between a sea of Sanderson Ford pickup trucks. And his wasn't a Ford. So he walked in the back door and he said, well, I I can see I'm out of place here. Yep, the whole back lot is filled with Sanderson Ford vehicles. That's the only place I buy. It's the only place I've bought for 40 years. How about the headline-grabbing vehicles that Ford's producing? The F-150, number one pickup truck in America for 42 years. How about the Bronco and the headlines it's been making? The Mach-E was rated recently 
by a third-party rating service as the best electric vehicle on the road anywhere on the globe. And now we've got the Ford Maverick. Detroit Free Press says that this is an insatiable demand for this pickup truck. Talking to John the other day, he says, Rosie, we had eight show up at Sanderson Ford. They were gone in two hours. <laughs> gone. Every one of them, gone in two hours. The Maverick, the new, easy, they call it the pickup truck, 22 Ford Maverick, pickup truck, easy to love. That's a Detroit Free Press. And we'll be live at Sanderson Ford next week if you'd like to come out and join us. As always, Sanderson Ford is doing some kind of community outreach, supporting a nonprofit that supports the local police department. It allows you to get your catalytic converter ID'd. So if it's ever, uh, well, it, it should work as a deterrent because if, when a crook sees that, they'll know they won't be able to turn that into a shop because it has been identified. Um, and if this comes up with it, it's obviously stolen. So it'll help deter your catalytic converter from getting cut off and of your vehicle. It'll be face painting, superheroes, JJ's Louisiana Barbecue that's right there in Glendale is going to be out. Uh, that is wonderful food. JJ does a great job with that, so we'll be excited to have him on site. That's next Saturday, Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue in Glendale, just south of Glendale at Maryland Avenue. All the details at rosieonthehouse.com. Come out and visit and support Sanderson Ford, who supports the community and the local police department. Love to see y'all out there. Let's start with Adam at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. How may we help you? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? Very well, thank you. Nice. Um, so I live out in uh, Surprise, Arizona, but um, I have a whole house water softener and uh, it has two lines coming out from the main line and it sounds like it's running all the time now and realistically behind my washing machine which normally dumps into the port on the back side of the wall i can hear a constant flow uh of water not a huge flow but i'm thinking that the two of them are connected in one way or the other and i'm wondering um, where I should go with this or what would be the best kind of things to go after? Well, um, that water softener should not be constantly discharging water. It should recharge itself once probably about every 24 hours, and it, that should last about 30, 35 minutes. And that's all the discharge it should be doing. Uh, is this a new unit that you've had installed? Or did you inherit it when you bought the house? So, no, we bought the house new uh, about 11 years ago now. So we're the original owners okay. of the house. And um, the unit will run for about an hour, and you can hear the water cycle through the unit and everything else, and then it does its normal discharge. But this has just kind of crept up, I guess, no, in the last two it, weeks. It needs servicing. The equipment needs servicing. Uh uh, it, we, we've got several uh, water treatment Rosie certified partners serving the Maricopa County area, water treatment technologies, uh, and Connecticut. Uh, I'd have that looked at because we were just talking last hour how important it is that we all save 10% of our water, <laughs> and you're going to have a hard time doing that if your softener is uh, 
programmed wrong and doing a constant discharge. Let's get that taken care of. I couldn't encourage you more strongly to get somebody out there and take a look at it. It shouldn't be doing that. The recharge for one hour that you're hearing, and you could set that to happen any time of day or night, uh, is normal. That's all a part of the water softening treatment process. All and right? I know a lot of guys program it at night so they don't have to hear it. When That's right. Sleeping. That's right. Where do you want to take us from here? We've got some a bevy here. Yeah, well, let's go to line two. Chris and Chandler, good okay. morning. Welcome to the program. Tell hey, us about morning, your situation. Guys. Thanks for taking my call. You yes, bet. Sir. Hey, um, I've been chasing odors around the house, and I worked with you guys' email-wise a little bit, and um, it seems like it's uh, sewer gas or something like that. Um, kept my drains closed, and it somewhat went away, and then I changed my furnace filter, and it went, it went further away, but... I'm hesitant to leave my drains open again um, on the sinks and tubs in the bathrooms. Are there any Are there any bathrooms that aren't regularly used? Uh, the the guest bath, yes, and and the master bath as well. Um, periodically, I, I work out of town, and uh, it's just me. So um, you know, a four bedroom house, two baths uh, wow. doesn't get a lot of water usage. Well, one of the things that may be happening is the P-traps could possibly be getting dried out. That's going to happen more often in the summer when the air conditioner is running and dehumidifying the house. It'll actually dry out the P-trap in your showers that aren't being used. Um, I would tell you that if you would run water at each of the bathtubs and vanity sinks for five or five, just a couple minutes, just enough to fill the P-traps back up, and let's see if that doesn't help a lot. Uh, you've been in the house for how long? Do we lose him? Chris? Ten years. Ten, Ten years. years. And how long have you had the problem? Uh, it's been coming on more and more in the last, say, four or five years. Um, it's just something that's coming about here. Hmm. And you haven't changed your living style. You've been in it with the traveling and the bathrooms getting periodic use the whole 10 years. Correct. I came back. I've come off the road a couple of times uh, from work and uh, lived in the house. So um, I did get on the roof last weekend and check the vent. How high off the, how high off the roof deck are they? Uh, probably about a foot, foot and a half. Yeah, you may want to extend those. Are they on the north side or the east side of the roof uh, i got two on the east side and i think three on the west for all events i i would i would consider raising those and you can do it very easily just go to the hardware store or the big box store and buy a four inch abs about three or four feet long and just slip it right over the one that's there and see if that doesn't partially eliminate the problem or completely eliminate the problem uh, that more often than not will do it. Uh, a vent next to an air conditioning, roof-mounted air conditioning unit that's blocked from the breeze will also do the same thing. A parapet wall or a fireplace that's blocking the vent and not allowing it to catch that prevalent southwest breeze can also cause a problem. So make sure the vents are a little bit taller than that. That's the least expensive way. You're obviously comfortable getting on the roof. 
go throw a couple extension pipes right over the top of the existing vents and see if that doesn't eliminate the problem. Keep the P-traps full of water uh, by, by, by filling the vanities and the sinks, alternate use of the bathrooms, make sure they're getting fresh supply to the P-traps. And that would be where I'd start. If those couple little tactics don't work, we've got other tactics. But at that point, it involves spending money. And let's see if uh, significant money. So let's see if we get you haven't had the house recently termite treated. Have you? I have not. Okay. All right. All right. Try those two tactics and um, reach out to uh, you'll you'll know immediately if it's going to solve the problem. If it doesn't reach right back out, I'll give you step three, four and five. We appreciate the call. Thanks a million. On the topic of greeting new Newcomers to Arizona, newbies, newcomers. Uh, we got a few emails about, you know, things. Rosie, here are some things you should add to your directory uh, as you're welcoming newcomers. Uh, when they be, when they land here, uh, have them research: Are they in an incorporated part of town, or are they buying in the county? We get so many calls from Arizona homeowners. That are, that are buying uh, where they can afford, which sometimes tend to be on the outer edges of the metro areas, and then they try and get someone to service something at that house, and it can be really hard sometimes to pull people out to those areas because everyone's so busy closer in to their office. So think about that a little bit, uh, where you're buying, who will be your service providers. You'll be told when you're buying the house whether it is on a city sewer system or if it is on a septic system. And if you've never lived with a septic system, that's going to take a little bit of an education. And I would tell you before you buy, uh, I would research what building department we asked you to check and see if it was incorporated in a particular city. Well, even the counties have building departments, and you can go to the building department and submit the address and find out if there have been any building permits issued for that address. And we encourage people to do this all the time, particularly homes that you can tell have been flipped. See if a permit was pulled. If the permit was pulled, you had to either be the owner builder or you had to be a licensed contractor. And if it's a licensed contractor and a permit was pulled, that is a nice step of assurance the work was done to some level of code compliance. If it was a homeowner pulled permit, then I would ask that homeowner, please provide me a list of the licensed contractors that changed that electrical system, that extended that plumbing system, that re- uh, uh, structured the load-bearing walls or trusses. I'd want to know that that work was done by a licensed contractor. You could be saving yourself a world of grief later. And uh, I tell people, when you're coming here and you're shopping a home in Arizona, if you can buy the home in as close to original condition as possible, it's probably your safest home to buy. If it's been modified, check the building department and verify it was done code compliant. 
Dwight in Phoenix next on the line wants to know about his closet getting wet every time the shower gets used. Good morning, Dwight. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. My question is, I have a three-quarter bathroom, and it has a ceramic tile shower, and the bedroom closet adjacent to it, the floor carpet was soaking wet. I didn't use the shower for eight days to see if maybe it was a slab leak, and it dried out completely, and I don't know if I should call a plumber or call a tile person, but I don't know what's causing the leak. And there's no water in the wall itself. It's just the only place that's wet is the closet carpet, soaking wet, the whole carpet in the closet. But after not using the shower, uh, it did eventually dry out. Yeah, so the only way it would be a water supply leak is it would be past the point of where the faucet is and where the water comes out the shower head because if it's not on and it dried out, there's no leak up to the on-off valve in your shower. So probably that small stretch that's left, probably not in that area. So it is probably the shower pan, something in the tile. Have you run it just for reference and gone and looked over there to see? Because sometimes... Um, These problems aren't identified until a body is in the shower. The weight of our feet on the tile, on the pan, um, we've even seen it where uh, it's it's the water splashing off the body back onto the tile. So I would I would first run it and just wait, you know, however long you take your shower, time it and see if it doesn't manifest itself. And that if it doesn't, it's probably going to take some some shower pan re. Yep. Uh, restructuring, which isn't uh, that fun of a job, <laughs> but it's not that impossible of a job. Um, I do know that Handyman Connection does a lot of those bathroom shower repairs. If that is the problem, you can give them a call there in uh, Central Phoenix, close to where you are. Uh, but do, do do that shower test first and see if the problem doesn't show up with, with you in it or or by yourself or, or without anybody in it. Shower pan. They they can be really tricky, and this is this is the way we've done shower pans over the last couple of decades has changed significantly. So, um, at my house, the master shower is sixty years old. It's four by four, dowel tile, mud set in the shower pan and on the walls and it's never leaked a drop we don't do showers like that we haven't for about the last 20 25 years um in my world in my frame of mind i call it shortcuts uh (laughs) and and you get a good 20 years out of your shower not 50 or 60 years like we used to but uh, that's what you're dealing with uh i completely agree with Romy. that's uh and it it you're not going to be able to go in there and just caulk the grout and solve the problem it's a bigger problem than that it's probably going to involve tile removal tile pan removal all new tile pan and if you go a new tile pan you gotta new do 
new shower walls as well. So we're probably looking at a new shower complete. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. And I don't have a name, but our next caller wants to talk about water softening. Uh, welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hey, Rosie and Romy. Uh, this is Don. Don, how yeah, are you? I Good. I had a plumber over for some work who tested my water and said it was so hard that the water softener is not working and showed how uh, the flow control meter on the water softener wasn't registering any flow at all. Um, but it turns out that's just for the kitchen cold water feed. I've since learned that that's not uncommon to have the cold water at the kitchen sink bypass the water softener and the rest of the house has soft water. Um, so I want to know, what do you know about that? How common is it? Is it something that used to be done a long time ago and now it's not? And how does that affect the RO system under the kitchen sink that gets its feed from the cold, hard water? Well, my, it would be my guess. The way we would typically install water softeners is we would take a water softened line and feed the RO. And then the RO feeds a water tap at your faucet. Uh, that would be the typical way it's done. I would, I would tell you, uh, because there's so much bad information and bad business practice in the water treatment industry, I couldn't encourage you enough to get to rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, we've got a couple water treatment specialists and have them come out and take a look at it and see if, this, if the uh, generation system needs to be reprogrammed, if we've got to take a look at the catalyst, depending on how long the system's been installed and been in use. Take a look at Kinetico or Water Treatment Technologies and have them come out and have a water treatment specialist analyze it and look at it as opposed to just a plumber. That I couldn't encourage you more wholeheartedly to make that phone call. Well, come join us next Saturday. We'll kick off live at 8 o'clock at the parking lot of Sanderson Ford. The showroom is really special right now because they've yeah, been moving yeah. so much inventory uh, that they're not putting the new inventory in the showroom. So Dave Kimmerly, the owner, has brought these collector's items out from they're their beautiful. museum. And it's like walking down a 1940s memory <laughs> lane of Fords and um, up to even 1965 Don Sanderson's original Bronco is the centerpiece in the middle so a lot of great things and of course supporting local communities see y'all next Saturday live at Sanderson Ford